everybody, welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard, with me is Johnny. Yes, sir, and I sound like I'm crystal clear on the mic today because I am breathing in the deep, life-giving breath and air of the freedom that comes with being in America. <laughs> yes, I, I. we had to delay recording this podcast by a few days because it took Johnny a while to like get used to it. The freedom count was so high, he was choking on it. <laughs> The, the exchange rate for oxygen is also a 30% deficit. So I yeah. have to work 30% harder just to get a normal breath now. Which, if you're from America, you've probably been on a lifetime at McDonald's, so you understand that reference. Which, I, dude, I definitely <laughs> resemble that. I, <laughs> it's funny, because the first thing we got to eat after last week's episode, we listened to it in the car. So it's we'll, we'll get there. Also on this podcast today is Greg. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Craig's like, okay, we got to the point where I don't talk right from the beginning. There, there, right. there goes my two words for the podcast. I'm done. I'm not even part of it this week. <laughs> How you doing, Greg? Doing good. I just, I, I just wanted to tell you as well, Greg. I was very impressed with the interactivity you and Ashley had last week and keeping Richard honest. Right. One of my favorite low-key things that didn't make the show is how shitty internet was for Richard last week, and I feel like I missed out a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did actually have my internet drop. What they're doing for you is they're actually rebuilding your ISP. It's, it's, it's another rebuild, another five- to six-year project, just like everything else in Cincinnati. <laughs> Uh, so I actually, I have uh, fiber optics from Cincinnati Bell. So you're uh, paying extra to not have good internet. No. I mean, I do. I don't have any <laughs> problems. So fiber optics well. is actually very good. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I, eh, whatever. Anyway. But I, I also have probably, you know, maybe $800 or $1,000 worth of networking equipment running my shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like it's. It's stupid, but it's kind of needed when you have this many people on using it. So, <laughs> yeah, I um, I do not have eight hundred to a thousand dollars worth of networking equipment. I have my Eero mesh network, which actually works very well, like ninety nine percent of the time. But every great once in a while, will just seemingly glitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so uh, we have got a jam packed show for you this week. Uh, we are going to start by recapping Jonathan's drive down. Oh, <laughs> well, over, across, across. I think there was some some southern portions of that too. Uh, it's it's weird. Yeah, we'll, I mean, get, we'll get into it. Give, it's give mainly west, but it's a little southwest. <laughs> Which is weird. Eastbound and down was the first song I heard on in the radio when I was driving. I was like, this makes no sense. I'm not going any of these directions. Yeah, it, it, it would have been better to have, like, I don't know, country roads. But that's still east. Me. <laughs> it's east to get to West Virginia. Uh, also today, I think one of the things that we had discussed, we're going to touch on some wedding stuff to really hammer home the next 36 hours of my life. Yes, And sir. we're going to touch on some Christmas stuff today, I think, as well. We're going we're gonna to give a couple suggestions we're going to give a little bit of feedback we're going to give you guys something to watch at the end of the week 
yeah, did I did I fail to cover anything? Also, we're not going to touch on the Mandalorian this week. We're going to do it next week. Greg's going to watch the series season two, and then we'll come back and we'll give you guys our review of the show for next week. Greg's got a roller coaster in front of him. Yep, that's what I've what I've seen on Twitter is emotions. Yeah. So, well, it's I mean, it, it's not even that type of roller coaster. Just like it's really interesting because, like, you know, roller coaster is largely like anticipation. You know, like you have the little chain hill and you're clank, 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 and then you get to like the really cool part, and then it's all just like, wow! Mandalorian season two, it's like the chain hill only lasts like two episodes. And then everything from that point forward is like, ah! um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been one of those things. This week has been a lot of planning. Um, but to kickstart all of that, it was last Saturday. I had my lovely bride to be, who was a co-host on last week's episode, and the first place that we stopped to eat was, in fact, McDonald's because they currently have their two Big Mac, two Fry drink and 20 nuggets, I think, is part of that as well. So we ordered one of those and a McRib and another 10 pack of nuggets. Oh <laughs> and we, we have had arguments about Protein. it, but I ate about 90% of those nugs, to which was also extra frustrating because you dicks on the podcast, had to bring back, I'm not going to say it, what the Nuggies! I hate both of you. <laughs> Actually, all three of you, because it was like a circus. So we, uh, we got we got a little bit of food, and it was really weird. So let me lay this out for you. Hold on, 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 hold on. So the, in my head, here's what happens. You stop the car, and at, Ashley picks up her 10-pack of chicken nuggets. And she picks up six. Well, she picks up one and she goes, one chicky nuggy and eats it. And then she picks up a second one and she goes, two chicky nuggy. And then, out of pure spite over the fact she's saying chicky nuggies, you grab the rest out of her hand and start shoving them into your mouth frantically so she can't keep counting in chicky nuggies. I grabbed the steering wheel, yanked it to the right, and I ditched that son of a bitch, hoping it would just end my existence. (laughs) Um, it it was funny because we got in the car and she's like oh I didn't listen to the episode two weeks ago and I'm like and nobody else did either you're fine you're you're the majority here but she kept pushing it she's like oh no maybe we can just listen to it on the on the drive home and I was like "Uh, sure I don't I don't even I'm not gonna lie to you guys you know this as well as anybody I don't listen to the show well no you're on it you're listening to it right now I've experienced right. it firsthand. I don't need to relive it. It's like a concert being replayed on TV, you bastards. So, we're driving. And she's like, oh, no, we'll just play it. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, it's ding, 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 and it starts going. <coughs> and I'm like, hang on a second. This isn't how the show started last. And I look, my head just slowly turns, and I'm like, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's... That's probably the first. <laughs> if he doesn't listen to it, why do any of us? I don't know. I really I can't answer that. 
That was the first episode I have listened start to finish in four years. Four-ish? Um, awesome surprise. It was really cool. I'm very angry at everybody right now. I feel like I feel like Mr. Costanza. I got a lot of problems with you people. And you're going to hear all of them. <laughs> Y'all talked road trips. Hold on. And yes, I would have fought all three of you simultaneously if no one had said planes, trains, and automobiles. I would have been angry beyond words. <laughs> <laughs> but then the songs come up and nobody said, life is a highway. <laughs> it is literally a- an entire song about road tripping. Yeah, but it's a little too cliche, isn't it? Did you hear the suggestions? And you literally said Road Trip was one of the best road trip movies. It's you're a great gonna, movie. You're you're gonna you're, you're gonna condescend to me about using a cliche track for music. Uh, actually, Greg said Road Trip. I said Euro Trip. It's true. I feel like Euro Trip. What? That's a big. I don't know. I don't know. Euro Trip. No one doesn't know. Scotty yeah, doesn't know. Right. Don't no tell Scotty. National Lampoon's Vacation. Well, I figured that was Good. a good one, too. God. I, if I'm being completely honest, um, late stage Chevy Chase has really kind of made it a little harder for me to enjoy Chevy Chase. Just, it, it's one of those things, like, it's almost like don't meet your heroes, but it's more along the lines of don't read, uh, like, two dozen stories about your heroes being complete and utter asshats from the day they were born. I hate to tell you this, but if they were actors in the 80s, you're probably not going to like them. Yeah, I know. But Chevy <laughs> just, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say I'll never watch, like, Christmas Vacation again or whatever, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it's a little hard to enjoy now. Look, that being said, Stream Community bad. now on Amazon Prime. And nobody said cars. I was kind of shocked that, like, with the nature of our podcast, cars was not even given honorable mention. Well, here's the thing cars is honestly not really a road trip movie, it's a self discovery movie. And it takes place almost entirely in one location. That he got um, stuck on while making a cross-country road trip to the yeah, buy-in the, one-off race that the, he got The locked. road trip takes literally like five minutes of the movie. Like the part where he's traveling to Radiator Springs is literally like less than five minutes. Actually, I want to say it's probably more like two minutes. Like he's in John Ratzenberger's trailer. And just then he's in radio. Just because it's not sexy, you're going to eliminate it as an option. If if I'm being honest, Cars 3 is much more a road trip movie than Cars. If Lightning McQueen had slayed a girl at a frat house party and wore her leopard print underwear, you would have been like, this is the greatest road trip film of all time. But no, road trip. It, hold on, hold on. Let's trip. be clear. If he did that in Cars, <laughs> that would be the greatest <laughs> Pixar movie of all time, just because of how goddamn bonkers it was. Between right. that and the stomping out of the letter at the start of the films, they'd have to put a PG-13 rating on those movies. <laughs> it's true. Very so, true. get back to it. You guys you guys did a great job. That was an excellent show. Um, it was a bit of a shot to the confidence because I felt like, I don't need to do this anymore. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just, I like the idea that, like, you're sitting in the car and, like, 
just with a somewhat annoyed look on your face, furiously taking notes. Like, <laughs> how have they not mentioned planes, trains, and automobiles? I think that's why it is a highway. Underline, 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 <laughs> underline. So I was, I was definitely providing running commentary with it, where I was like, "God damn it, Richard, you're better than this." <laughs> I was like, "Greg, call him on it, call him on it," and she's like, "Hun, they can't, they can't hear you." I was like, no, but I guarantee they're sitting somewhere going right right now and they can just like feel the hair on the back of the neck stand up to like, uh-oh, Johnny, listen to the show. <laughs> uh... No, it was it was really good, guys. Um, it was it was enjoyable for me. It was a nice little bit of our trip on the way home. And uh it was good, man. I mean, we got back into town. We got into Chicago probably, I want to say like five, five thirty, which sucks, because if you <laughs> If you know anything about Cicero in Chicago at five o'clock, <laughs> it is bumper, 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 all the way north. So we got off the highway. We got to my future mother-in-law's place and her partner, Kelly, he had made um, pigs in a blanket with like the mini Vienna hot dogs instead. Okay. I'm listening. And he decorated the entirety of the top of it with garnishings for Chicago-style hot dogs. Oh, yeah, I saw pictures of this. That looked amazing. Holy shit. <laughs> Life-changing doesn't happen real often for me with food anymore. But now you're going to give me bite-sized Chicago dogs where I can garnish with as much or as few sports peppers as I would like? This is glorious. This is... It was it was awesome. We had a really gorgeous... They had a really nice cake made um, with, with, again, with a Chicago dog on it. It's... My weak point as a human is that I love Chicago-style hot dogs. And I will freely admit that, in addition to a Coney and a three-way from Skyline. Those, it's... If, if I had all three of those things at one time, I would need a nap. And right. I don't mean like I'm a tired nap. It's like I just messed around. And like I just need to rest and recover and get my energy back. So it was it was awesome, man. Um, we got in. Everything's been good, and uh, this week has been mostly just preparing for our wedding tomorrow, which is really fun because it also is going to be a convenient way for us to segue into our discussion about what some of our favorite things to do with weddings are. Richard, I'll let you kick this one off. Okay, so we are going to start off uh, in typical versus pop culture fashion with. Your favorite wedding movie, or I'm willing to go movies, if you wish. Uh, so, one to three favorite wedding movies. Gregory, go. Uh, my One would probably be, God, it's so tough between Wedding Crashers and wedding The Wedding Planner. Wedding Singer, shoot. You wedding Planner is that bitch. <laughs> the I wedding planner a big J-Lo fan. Right, I know. That's what <laughs> I, me off. I, I, I was literally over here looking for the wedding planner, and I'm like, I think that's a J-Lo movie, and it's I'm a little weirded movie. out. And I don't know why it popped in my head, but uh, oh god, I don't think I've ever, maybe I've seen it? I don't know. Um, and the third one is going to be, well, I mean, it's not really a wedding, it's not really a wedding movie, so. Go ahead. Well, it's it's because she's a planner in the movie. I think that's why it threw me off. Because uh, she's out of my league. Oh, okay. 
that that's the reason why wedding planner popped up man because i was thinking about the third movie because i was like wait a second she's not ready really a wedding planner and that's why my brain works so but those are the i mean the other two wedding singer <laughs> and wedding crashers are by far and above the other the third one i can't even think of a third one right this second just because okay. they, they kind of they're kind of like opposite end of the spectrum on what you would want for a wedding movie, so it's, it's pretty good. I, like, I enjoy both of those movies. No, uh, no bridesmaids in there, huh? Um, I've only seen it like once or twice. I I really can't fault you for it. I to be honest, I didn't really like it very much. There's some funny parts in that movie. There are, but it's. I think it was just hyped too much for me. Well, like, I think my favorite part of the movie was the Brazilian <laughs> Brazilian steakhouse incident. Uh, it wasn't a Brazilian steakhouse, was it? It wasn't it like a. I thought it was a Brazilian steakhouse. I thought it was a Chinese. Anyway, whatever it was, yeah. The 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 incident, yeah. That's that is like the one part that I was like, oh my god, <laughs> right. So. For the record, thanks to Greg's three and Richard going off, I'm going to start with my three, which at number three is Bridesmaids. Fuck you guys. I feel like it was. I, or one of the Brazilian barbecue. That, like, I know what you're talking about, where they just, like, cut off and they can't yeah. bring it back. But I, I thought remember it, went to it was I thought it was like. Yeah, I thought they went to sushi at the end. They decided because she ultimately said, "Oh, let's go here instead," because I think they said to go to the Brazilian steakhouse, and then they didn't do it because it was for whatever reason. And then they all got explosive diarrhea. Melissa McCarthy not being in this film, I don't watch this movie. Yeah, right. Her character in this, and like with the Sky Marshal and everything else that was going on, kills me to this day, and it's. You know, Kristen Wiig, I don't think, gets enough credit for how funny she actually is. I know she gets a lot of credit. She really does. But I feel like she's kind of flown under the radar. And I'm kind of hoping that Wonder Woman 84 changes that for her a little bit, where we see a different side of her ability and her range a little bit. Kind of the way that Jason Sudeikis had that opportunity with our favorite show of the year. Um, I love the movie, man. It's There's... there's there is nothing about Bridesmaids that I don't enjoy and laugh at to this day, uh, which is kind of a theme through all three of my picks, which are movies that I have seen multiple times. And it's just because if you're having a bad day, like it's just nice to be able to go through it. It's just something to kill the time. It's better than a Saturday afternoon film. But I watch the whole thing. It's not something I'm distracted watching, but like I don't get tired of seeing it. The Irish actor, who's he from? Uh, Chris O'Dowd from the IT yeah. crowd. Yeah, honestly, love that dude. He was probably the only good thing about Thor The Dark World <laughs> for the 20 oh, yeah. minute. Um, but his character as the cop and the interactions that he had with Christian Wig, John Hamm, just, I feel like that's closer to the real John Hamm than we get anywhere else in any other film. I just feel like he's a douche. I don't know why. I just feel like he's a douche. I have no justification. I have no reason for it. There's no proof that supports my argument. Um, 
Well, what is funny about that is I honestly, I thought that that movie was going to be a gigantic star turn for Kristen Wiig. Right. Uh, because it did do incredibly well. And she seemed to get a lot of, uh, a lot of respect from that. But it's, I don't know. It's really weird to me. Like she then didn't do hardly anything for the next basically like several years. Like she, she did random, like, how to Train Your Dragon and Despicable Me 2, and she showed up as a very supporting role in Anchorman 2. Yeah. And then, like, her next, like, big turn was in Ghostbusters five full years later. Like, I I, I, I do agree with you. I would like to see her get, you know, something out of being um, Cheetah in Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's just really weird to me that it seems like She's just got a very interesting career arc. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's worked. Like, if you look at her IMDb, it's massive. Yeah. But it's all, like, minor characters and bit parts and playing Lola Bunny and the Looney Tunes show and stuff like that. I just... I I don't know what it is. I feel like maybe she's... Do we not give her enough credit for being selective about her roles and making sure she doesn't get shoehorned or just like pigeonholed into like the same films over and over and over again? Do we feel like maybe that's what it's rooted in for her? I don't know because I mean, and here's the thing: I'm going to be completely honest with you. I haven't seen almost any of the TV shows that she's been in, so maybe she's had big starring roles in these TV shows and miniseries like The Spoils Before Dying and The Spoils of. Babylon and right, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe she has done like these big, massive things, and we just haven't seen it. Um, it's it's always possible. Uh, anyway, go on with your with the rest of your list. I was just looking at her IMDb, and I was like, it's so weird that she just has never become like this giant star. So number two, I'm going to throw in. It's going to be the proposal with um. Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Yep. Another one, man. I it it that shit cracks me up every single time. And I was surprised how good the chemistry was with Bullock and Reynolds in that film. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. Reynolds, Reynolds is the Ric Flair of acting. Because you could literally literally give that guy a mop and he is gonna make you laugh, no matter what he friggin' does. Uh I, it was. I feel like there was a story where it wasn't set to be Ryan Reynolds that was in that. I feel like he was a secondary or tertiary choice. But it's one of those movies, man, that to this day, I, I watch it and laugh every time. Other than the fact that Craig T, I can't act my way out of a wet paper bag, Nelson is in it. It was good. What? What? <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Incredible? Yeah, I'm calling back to that terrible ass show called Coach. Is what I'm. <gasps> How dare you? Sit on it. Swallow that pride. Swallow that pride and your terrible opinions about good TV. Um. <laughs> How dare you? I just got an eyebrow raised out of Greg. That means I said something good. <laughs> I don't want it, man. Richard. <laughs> so. Let's not get too deep into it. Um, Proposal, one of my favorite wedding films. My number one, with a bullet, man. I love you, man. Every time. Oh, yeah. That, that, 
I can watch that anytime it's on TV. I will go to my way to watch it if I just need to put something on. The cast, everything. It was one of the first times where I didn't want to slit Andy Samberg's throat. Because most of the time, I can't stand him. I have watched all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But it's just it's 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 just him. I don't I I don't get the appeal of his comedy styling. I guess I just it's maybe I'm weird, maybe I'm old. I don't get it. But my number one is gonna be I Love You Man. Just it's it's funny. It hits home. I think there's a good message in it. I mean underrated flick, I think a little bit. I think it's one of those ones that's kinda gone by the wayside and a lot of people, unless they see it on TV, they don't tend to really think about it all that much anymore so that's what my pick is those are my three richard um well god it's almost like i have had a whole bunch of time to come up with the answer to this and i'm still thinking about it well Uh, if only after you put the cream on that wicked burn i just delivered let me know what your three favorite wedding flicks are uh okay so number three is Honestly, that's not a good answer. I was gonna say one, but it's 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 it. I, I like the movie, but it's not good enough to be in my top ten. My big fat Greek wedding. Uh, my okay. big fat Greek wedding. It's just it's just a fun movie, and and it's not a movie that I I think I'd seen it once prior to getting married to Amy, but it's one of her favorite movies, and I've watched it probably a dozen times since then. Well, uh, including crazy. having watched the sequel, my big fat Greek wedding too. Um, which was not as good, but still okay. Um, and of course, Greg stole Wedding Crashers from me. The son of a bitch. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, I'm going to keep Wedding Crashers at number two. Greg, yep, bastard. Least surprising pick of all time, though. What, that was Braden, yeah, that I'm, was kind of like Braden, I said, that era where it was. I said Wedding Crashers. I meant to say Wedding Singer. Okay, because I, I, like... I, I do like Wedding Crashers, but it's not. I haven't watched it in a really long time. Okay. Um, I still, I still enjoy that movie, but it's just one of those things where it's like I'm sure that it just hits different now than it did, you know, 15 years ago. <laughs> uh, Wedding Singer, I recently watched again though, and I really enjoyed Wedding Singer again. Um, and it's just one of those things where, like, you know, it's it's got a lot of great chemistry between uh, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Um, it's got so much '80s pop culture, and it's really funny because, like, you know, the film came out in what I want to say like '96. Yeah. So they they set the movie basically ten years before, and it still like even at the time it still felt like a very nostalgic thing. But now, like, even more nowadays. Yeah. Um, well, on the soundtrack, you know what I mean? Like, the soundtrack still kind of holds up with the music that they had going on in there. And it was, it was, it was, it was perfect Adam Sandler balance between camp and, like, genuine emotion. Where a lot yeah. of the times I feel like he goes too far into the goofy slap, like grown-ups that's 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 probably 10 paces too far down where they needed to take it 
but I get it. It was more targeted for kids. And like, if you watch Grown Ups or any Adam Sandler film post Wedding Singer with kids, they they tend to laugh more than the adults will. Happy oh, yeah. Billy Madison. That was like that was for us because it was inappropriate, vulgar Adam Sandler. He's just not that person anymore either. Whereas I feel like what they did with Wedding Singer was like just ride that perfectly razor thin line between. I can't even. I can't even think of the word now. This is crazy. Like sincere. Like it was sincere emotion in that film instead of just right. whatever the hell that Halloween movie was, Huey Halloween or whatever. Huey Halloween. Good God! Why did that need to happen? So I, I will always point at Wedding Singer, at, despite how I feel about his older stuff, as probably the best that Adam Sandler was able. To produce in his time just my opinion um that's a good that's a good number one man honestly it's yeah i agree with those yeah uh i'm in i even toss that one more which is crazy rich asians <laughs> i enjoyed that oh, movie. damn that would have been a good one <laughs> like, like i don't like i don't treat that one as a wedding movie I think that's probably the reason why. Well, and it, you can also, if you want to slide another one in there, you can slide The Hangover in, which is a wedding movie. Oh, yeah. I think when, the, the Hangover would make me... I was actually just thinking about that for the road trip one, too. Yeah. But, um, I don't think I, it was crazy with Asians more than with The Hangover, though, because I've watched that multiple times recently. I like them both. <laughs> uh, anyway... So that is it for our list of best wedding movies or favorite wedding movies, however you want to put it. Uh, we are going to move in to songs that get people to dance at a wedding. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe. The rest are irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, my wedding will be done by the time Ashley hears this. So when I surprisingly added Cotton Eye Joe to our wedding playlist and she looks at me and be like, Really? I'll be like, oh, yeah. Just okay. wait. Hold on. How many people are going to be at your wedding that you're expecting to dance to this? Oh, dude, there's only 10 of us at the house. We I only put a playlist together for stuff to like have as background noise. That's that's all I did. Okay. Because I'm like, <laughs> it's literally, a pandemic, right? <laughs> it's, it's Ashley and I dancing with her mother and her partner. That's it. It's not weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's the four of you and single ladies goes off and on comes cotton eyed Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I would never hear the end of it. And, and Johnny no doesn't way. react at all other than to stand up and go, okay, let's dance. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would be sleeping alone the night after that happened. Okay. So 20 songs to get people to dance according to Martha Stewart. Oh God. Let's let, let 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 let's get a couple real real suggestions in here. Who, 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 what do you think is on here? Uh, living on a prayer, Bon Jovi. Living on a prayer is not on here. Then I don't care about her stupid half-ass lip. <laughs> it it, hold it up, is hold actually. Up, hold up. Miss, I went to prison for insider trading. Still don't listen to Bon Jovi. The dude's from New Jersey. That is prisoner audio one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible person, but I admit it. 
It, it is actually an interesting list because some of the songs are like, yeah, obviously. And some of them are like, yeah, obviously. Uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Which what is, is a list. It is. Th- 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 that's a, yeah, obviously. Uh, hey, yeah, by Outcast. Oh, God. Is this actually like, did Martha Stewart actually do this list? It was written by Nashia Baker for MarthaStewart.com. Oh, okay. listen, man. If you're going to tell me Martha Stewart, give me the by, give me the subject, give me the writer. Don't tell me Martha Stewart because Partridge Family is like Martha Stewart's selection. <laughs> Wanna be by the Spice Girls. Pretty Young Thing by Michael Jackson. There we go. We Uptown, like Jackson. Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Oh God. Single Ladies by Beyonce. Makes sense. He, now, here's one that I know will get everyone in the uh, Potts house up and dancing. Don't Stop Believing. Journey. I mean, that's just... Okay, listen. That was the song. The 2005 White Sox were rocking it. I begrudge them nothing. I would play that song for fun. Twist and Shout by the Beatles. <laughs> At Last by Etta James. Old Town Road by Lil Nas. What? Uh, yeah, wedding song. Yeah, by Usher. That that one's a good one too. Can't stop the feeling by Justin Timberlake. True. Closer by the Chainsmokers. Yeah. Desposito. What? Sugar by Maroon Five. Yeah. Shut up and dance by Walk the Moon. <laughs> Thinking out loud by Ed Sheeran, and In My Feelings by Drake. Oh, God. I don't need Drake now. I don't need Drake ever. Oh, and Suck Up by the Jonas Brothers. So, Johnny, uh, can I just send this over to you so you have a whole new playlist? No, thank you. I would very much not like to listen to that. Okay, I'll put it in chat for you, buddy. I'm so annoyed by you. I mean, you, you laugh. Just wait until like I'm standing outside your venue tomorrow, holding up my Bose speaker, blasting this. <laughs> I mean, I want to be. I want to be angrier than I'm going to find it possible to be right now. <laughs> Why are you the worst? <laughs> You're just like. Why is someone blasting random noise outside of our venue? Wait a minute. Is that Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> Turn it up! <laughs> did, did Richard drive five hours just to play Cotton Eye Joe outside of our venue? Yes, he did. <laughs> and he's going to play Cincinnati, Ohio by Connie as well. Oh, no. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Terrible song. Made by bad people. You think that's terrible? You should hear. I actually put Go Cubs Go on there just to make Ashley laugh. Nice. I mean, listen. This... Here's a lesson I learned about this wedding stuff. You need to do what makes the other person happy. Oh, yeah. That's, that's really how this nonsense works. And it's not nonsense. I didn't mean that in a like negative way. But, like, listen, man. If I can't do something that's going to make her smile on our friggin' wedding day, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Agreed. So it's, it's just one of those things that as we go along, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how people respond to the playlist. 
because I also put on Roll Out the Barrel, which is a Green Bay Packers track that they play when they score touchdowns. Hell yes. I feel like with some of her family, that's not going to go over well. Brings me to my next point. Richard, I wanted to bring something up from last week, just quickly. Yes, sir. I don't know if you know this or not, but her entire family are Packers fans. Really? And the entirety of the show last week, you kept bringing up the Bears. I brought up the Bears <laughs> one time. One time. And it was, in his, it, honestly, it was a, in a, an example. It was a bad team that I know way more player names off of than I should. Oh, it cracked me up, man. I was like, wait, wait. Did, I, I felt like you. I felt like you. I used a U line. It's like, wait, wait, wait a second. Does he think she likes the Bears? <laughs> uh, no, I, I brought it up just because of Chicago. And I, like yeah. I said, a bad team that I know way more players off of than I should. No, it was, uh, that, that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, the, no, the, the, the playlist thing. Okay. Was that it for her playlist from the Martha That was Stewart the MarthaStewart.com playlist. That's really weak, man. That's weak. Those are rookie numbers. You got to <laughs> pump those numbers up, Matthew. Well, McCain, I mean, I, I, I mean, she didn't have the chicken dance on there or the electric slide. So, I mean, obviously it's wrong. Here's, here's a better bet. Can you, Richard? Yes, sir. Before we recorded today, you said you made a playlist. Oh, yeah. I need to know, give me your, like, go through the list really quickly, or better yet, we should have had you send it to Greg, because I want Greg to go through and be like, oh, I will pick this. <laughs> I, I need to remind you, this was literally a decade ago. I'm not sure if I still have it, but let me see. Um, no, there was definitely songs we tried to avoid. <sighs> Pretty much all the songs that they just listed. <clears throat> for Martha Stewart's website. Um, no, we did, we did some like, we did some pop punk. I got some like, maybe a couple monthly crew tracks on there. There's way more country than either one of you would ever want to listen to. Oh, it's really strange. I think it's, I wish I could explain to people that making your own playlist for your wedding is not going to go the way you want it to go. I think you can tell people kind of what your music stylings are is for the two of you, but you have to get someone that knows how to put a playlist together to get people to get off their damn feet or yeah. get on their damn feet. And that's, so and I mean, that's the basic conversation we were having before this. Like yeah. me and Amy took the whole, like, well, obviously, everyone on TV makes a wedding playlist, so we're going to make a wedding playlist. And we, <laughs> we handed the man a full-on Excel spreadsheet with like 175 songs on it. Oh, and, and we were like, this is our wedding playlist. And the man just looked at us like, you two are drunk. And we were like, have a good day. <laughs> he's looking, he's like, I'm not playing this. No, he, he was just like, okay. And then he's like, I don't have half of these. And which... That should have probably like <laughs> that should have probably told us that this is not a great idea. Instead, I was like, I do. I'll the send them to you. Living doesn't have these songs. Yeah, <laughs> and and like I don't know, ten or twenty minutes in, I just remember Amy looking at me, going, "No one's dancing. Make them dance." <laughs> and going to the DJ uh, and going, "Hey man, um, no one's dancing." 
play just I don't care what's on the playlist. Play whatever until it's time for us to do our dances and then play whatever after those. That's so just get people up and going. And it worked. Like he he immediately played things that were definitely not on our playlist and people immediately got out on the dance floor. It was like 80s hip hop immediately and Michael Jackson and people were like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to do the hammer dance." Oh, jeez. We, we, we all go to very different weddings, I think. Which brings me to a question I have for you guys. Is there one song that you noticed through experience? It was just like someone flipped the switch. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Greg. The, the, the one that usually gets everyone, and it's an older song. Is jump around by House of Pain. <laughs> I swear to God, that gets people on the dance floor. I have no idea. You have old people up there jumping around because it's just very, one of those songs that you like. You hear it, you may not listen to it ever again, but they just get on the dance floor. Yep. Well, obviously, uh, the Cupid Shuffle and the Electric Slide and the Chicken Dance. Those are like the top three. No, I, I'm 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 joking. Actually, it was really funny because like he's not kidding. He's not kidding at all. Don't don't let Richard fool you. Well, it it was really funny because like the our our DJ asked us at one point. He's like, "Do you want me to play like uh, the chicken dance?" And my family's weddings growing up always had the chicken dance, like every single one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And Amy's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I just looked at her. I was like. What do you mean, no? <laughs> What's a wedding without the chicken dance? And she's just like, no. I was like, okay, I guess that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Let's see. I th- I think the number one for me probably would have been. I was at, at. It's oddly enough, it was the wedding I was at in two thousand. I want to say it was two thousand ten. 2012 might have been 2012 thankfully none of the neither of the two people who got married this time are listening to the show so they're not going to yell at me for forgetting even though i was in the wedding party um so it's in cincy and i think the biggest song would have been <laughs> barroom hero by the dropkick murphys had every single person on that floor singing in sequence with the track which is kind of an obs- like maybe not for like our circles, probably not super obscure, but I don't think it's a really popular enough song to have had the reception that it did when it did. But I will I will always remember that as like other than being like when we were around the age of like ten to twelve being at weddings and it was like the Macarena got everybody out. Yeah. God. No, thank you. We nobody asked for this. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's probably mine, man. In all honesty. Okay. Um. So, have you added it to your playlist yet? No, and I don't think we will because there's older demographics going to be part of it. So that'll be that'll be something. Um, 
definitely not going to be anything that we put into our playlist, but we'll see. It'll be, it'll be the first time that I have any alcohol in about four years will be tomorrow. Nice. So it's, you know, it'll be nice, man. I think we're excited. I know you guys are excited to uh, Mm -hmm. be able to somewhat participate. And I mean, you gave up alcohol right around the same time that I gave up caffeine. It's good to see we both stuck to that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. As he sips another Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain Dew. Thank you very much. It's Mountain Dew, man. It's still going to kill your guts. It can be diet all you want. The poison remains the same. I have a diet energy drink and your heart still explodes. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, yeah. It's is there anything else you guys want to like cover for the wedding stuff, Richard? I thought you well, we, we have one more topic. Okay. One piece of wedding advice from each of us. Oh Jesus. Well, marriage advice. Greg, go ahead, buddy. Well, Richard, you go first on this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I, this is where Greg's trying to feel out if I'm trying to be funny or genuine, so he knows what to say. No, I, I was going to be genuine any, either way, so it doesn't okay. really matter to me. Okay. Um, complete honesty. Just remember that you're still two people. You both have like two sets of feelings, and try to consider the other person uh, even when you're mad at them. So ignore when she's angry. <laughs> no, just try to look at it from their perspective. Okay. All right. That doesn't mean you have to ignore it, and that doesn't mean you have to, you have to forgive it immediately, but just try to try to remember that this is another person with their own hopes and feelings and aspirations on things, and that they're coming at it a little differently than you, and just try to see their side of things. Okay. Doesn't mean you have to cave. It just means look for a different perspective. Compromise. Find the middle ground. Possibly. Be Switzerland. Well, just at least see where Switzerland is at on the map. <laughs> maybe maybe look for the view from the chateau. Okay. And eat chocolate. Oh, yeah. That's... Isn't that the solution? Just get chocolate? Yeah, that's always the easiest way. That is usually a good way. Greg? Uh, my advice always uh, when it comes to things like this is just be patient and communicate even when it's hard. So it's going to be hard. So think, of, you know, even when you're full tilt, you still have to remember, you know, you have to be patient with the person. Because you're going to see it from one way. They're going to see it from another. If you don't have patience and try to understand their point of view, you're never going to get anywhere. You're just going to be pulling each other in different directions. So right. you got to, you know, you got to stand behind and push the other person, not pull. So I, I, I think that's just good advice for any dynamic, regardless of weight or relationship. I think that's, I think a marriage is where you take those lessons that you've applied to your relationships with other people, and you just have to really be more conscientious of sticking to those principles and making sure like taking it a little bit further. Um, This is going to be a terrible comparison, but I'm going to make it anyway. They say the best characters in wrestling are the ones where you take who you are as a person and it's ramped up to 150%. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's just what you need to do with your general relationship advice when you enter into a marriage with another person. Um, and I mean, you guys have known me for <laughs> a long ass time is how long you guys have known me. And I think it goes without saying that I have definitely, I don't want to say like mellowed as a human being, but I think I have definitely, my investment of energy and my personality have developed in such a way that I think I don't would have, I don't think I would have been a good partner when we first started doing the pod, when I first started doing the podcast with you guys, because you guys started doing it long before I was ever part of it. It wasn't that long. It wasn't that far. Yeah. I, um, maybe maybe a year. It, it, it wasn't even that. It was the first summer. Oh, yeah. But I just feel like I, I, I don't think I would have been the right person to get married at that point in my life. And I, I think I have, I don't, I don't want to say matured because <laughs> yeah. that shit hasn't happened. Let's be honest. Um, I think I have just, I have adapted and I think things have just, the intensity has been dialed back enough that now it's nice that I am fully capable of sitting back and assessing situations. And I am definitely more observational by nature now instead of confrontational. And I, I think that's what you have to be in a marriage is being able to sit back and observe not only your own contributions, but kind of the contributions of your partner and where you both have to meet in the middle in order to succeed as a pair. And so, I mean, it's, I'm excited, man. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you guys have been part of this journey and you've known the painful delays that we've had to endure and not getting to see each other for seven months and change. And I mean, it's, you know, you tough it out, man. You, you find the people that are worth fighting through the adversity for, and that's where you invest your energy for the rest of your life. And I mean, I appreciate the guidance that I've gotten from both of you along the way and will undoubtedly continue to get as you're both seasoned veterans in this arena. And so it'll be, it'll be cool, man, to uh, be able to continue this journey with Ashley and hopefully at some point be able to get down to Cincinnati and do some sort of celebration just with you guys, whether it's in just a backyard physically distanced or whether or not we have the vaccine by then. And we're all like high fives, hugs. Yes. Finally, here we go. <laughs> Um, but it, it's, it's good, man. And I, I thank you guys for a last week, bringing Ashley on. Cause I know it's something that we've discussed doing. And I think after the results, she's never going to let me live this down, by the way, you know, we're going to get more downloads from the episode with her being on it than we've had in months. Greg, mm -hmm. what did I tell you? Right. I know. I'm uh, we, we did get more downloads with her than we have in months. <laughs> I said, I, I, I totally, I, I told Greg, I was like, I want us to get more downloads on the episode with her so I can just continue to be like, hey, Johnny, your wife's a bigger draw than you are. Listen, and Greg, not all of us, not all of us can be Ric Flair. A couple of us got to be Arn Anderson. All right. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I, it's, it's not surprising, man. It, it really is not surprising in the least to me whatsoever. So I am I am happy that she was on. I appreciate that you guys seem to all have really good rapport. I think it would be a nice thing that I would love to have her on for, you know, 
reviewing certain things. I her her insight and the way she speaks is always impressed me, and it worked very well. So it's good to know that if I'm just like, eh, I'm not really feeling it today. Here you go. <laughs> right. I'm going to call in, and then you're going to look, and it's going to be Ashley. It's about the cleanup hitter. Bring the cleanup hitter in. Nice. So, no, it was good, man. And obviously, we'll be able to talk about this on the next show. Hopefully, we'll be able to cover a little bit of The Mandalorian as well. Um, Why did I feel like there was something else we wanted to talk about this week? Because there was. The Christmas stuff. Oh, yeah. By the way, Christmas is coming. (laughs) So, uh, what is your... what, What are you looking forward to this Christmas? Like, I know we're in a weird year, and we're in, I mean, we're in 2020 still, which doesn't seem possible, because it feels like everything happened so long ago. But, like, if you had, if you had gone back in time to Christmas of 2019, and told me Christmas of 2020 was going to be like this... Yeah, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have been like, whatever. So, that being said, as we're heading towards the closeout of the year, and next week we'll probably go ahead and release like a year in review. Um, what are you looking forward to? Like, what what's different that is going to be good for you? I'll tell you what. I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be my last Christmas in this house. Yeah. Uh, we actually, to be completely honest, we weren't even going to have this Christmas in this house. We were already going to be moved out and moved into another location uh, by this time. But uh, the world conspired against me, basically. <laughs> um, and just... Like every time you turned around, we were ending up with two week delays because of basically random health issues. Like I had a full on gout flare up that just absolutely knocked me on my rear end for two weeks. Like try moving while you have gout. It doesn't work. No, it really doesn't. And then I, and then, you know, we battled COVID for a couple weeks. Um, So everything just kind of pushed us off to the side. Um, and I, I believe now we're going to be moving probably the week of New Year's. Uh, so this will be my last Christmas in this house, uh, which is already like, I don't know, at least half boxed up. Um, so it's going to be a different Christmas, but it's still going to be a fun Christmas. Uh, and I'm looking forward to making just a few more memories here, uh, before we skedaddle. So you're going to be hosting all of us for Christmas next year? Uh, if pandemic's over yeah sure come on down it's, it's what i'm hearing <laughs> uh Same. yeah yeah i'm i'm 100 fine with that um <laughs> are you though as long, well, as long as it's not actual christmas and it's like the week before christmas yeah sure oh no no christmas morning man i'm gonna be there in pajama pants making coffee <laughs> Well, Christmas morning, we'll, we'll hopefully, again, assuming that we're, the world has gone back to normal, uh, we'll be at my father-in-law's house. Right. Oh, sounds of the city, boys. Sorry for the sirens. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, 
Also, to the people that say that Chicago is a war zone, don't talk about something you don't know, man. Don't. It's if your interpretation of the city is what you're seeing on the media. Shut up, <laughs> please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just drives me nuts. It's and it's like any city, man. They just motivate and inspire. Uh, well, it's, it's like anywhere. There are good parts and there are bad parts. It's just amplified because there are a lot of people in Chicago. Yes, there is. Um, so to t- kind of expand upon that, I think the part I'm excited for is to be here. You know, it's we were hoping that 2020 was going to be the year that I was in Chicago. We had plans. We were looking at baseball games. We had a whole bunch of stuff lined up. None of those things happened. Um, so I think for me, it's just going to be actually getting to spend the year here finally. And hopefully things turn out with the vaccine that maybe they open up the ballparks for people to go in smaller numbers. Um, you know, at this point I am just looking forward to at some point next year, being able to spend time with people in person because don't get me wrong. It's been a good time doing this remotely and everything else, but man, I, I, I miss, I really miss being around people. I really, really do. Yep. So I think for me, that's what I am most looking forward to for the next year. I can agree with that. Yeah. Greg, how about yourself? Um, I just want the year to be over. <laughs> that's yeah. just kind of how this year has been going for everybody. Um, just seeing what it does to people and, you know, you just kind of don't want that for anybody. So I'm just glad that a lot of people that I'm I'm close with are taking just taking everything seriously. Have been for the last you know nine ten months, um, and I just want that's just, that's kind of what I want for the year because I'm not really one that looks too far ahead. So I'm always been that type of let's focus on today because I can control what to happen today type of stuff. So that's, yeah. that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. That's fair. Um, I think we're all kind of in the same boat. We just, we, we hope we kind of get back to a point where we can, you know, have those moments and those times to be able to spend with the people that we want to. Obviously the, you know, we're hoping by October things have gotten closer to being normal so that we can have you guys up here for the celebration or the, the, <laughs> the live action recreation of our wedding that was to be on October 31st from this year. Right. So I think, I think being in Chicago and then finally being able to have a ceremony, so to speak with all the people finally that we want to, um, I think is kind of the thing I'm looking forward to, man. And <sighs> just starting a family, dude, that's, that's definitely one of those things. Um, you know, Ashley even said, she's like, it's, it's so wonderful to hear how much Greg loves, you know, like being a dad, um, not to like be all weepy and emotional and stuff right Mm -hmm. here right now. But that was one of the things coming out of the show from last week that Ashley said, it's, it's just, it's wonderful. And she's like, we get it with Richard too. And Julie, where it's like, she loves seeing people who just love being parents. Oh Yeah. I, I, thankfully I have you guys to keep me honest and keep me focused on the right things, mm-hmm. but having you guys there is kind of a, 
a reality check, so to speak, is going to be awesome when we finally get to that point. And then you'll both get to laugh when I'm up at 4 a.m. for feedings and stuff to let Ashley sleep so she mm. can go to work the next day. Oh, yeah. Well, Just, it's, the, the good thing is a, a lot of that, uh, I think a lot of that's overblown a bit. Like it, it, it People think it, it lasts for six months, a year. Like, depending on the kid, it, it lasts you know a few months, but it's those are the, almost the times that I that I remember the most. Yeah, is because yeah. because of your it's direct you know contact or direct um, interactions with the with the kid. So you, you may be frustrated, but I think that comes around to where I learned a lot of my patience too. Because I you have to be patient. They're trying to express things to you that you don't understand that they don't understand. So don't expect to understand what's going on. You just need to pay attention to the signs <laughs> type of stuff. So. It'll be an adventure. I think the big message for 21, and we'll recap 2020, like you said, Richard, on one of the next episodes at some point. Yep. Um, I think just a return to, you know, that face-to-face interaction. I think just getting to be around people again is kind of the most important thing right now. And for me, I think that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Um, you know, just wear your damn masks, man. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. But for some reason, everyone's making it hard as hell. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't get the correlation between freedom and just wearing a damn mask, but Hey, do you wear it? We can be done wearing masks, hopefully sooner than later, but yeah. we'll see, man. It's, it's been a thing. Um, I don't think we're going to be recording again before Christmas. So it's, you know, I, 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 I do hope you guys, find some sort of peacefulness in the season. I know it's not what we expect, what we want, what we look forward to any other year. I know I myself am struggling to find that holiday spirit right now. Um, I think we've watched two Christmas movies this year, which is unheard of because for me, as soon as like Halloween's over, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the ground running. We're watching Christmas movies. We're getting ready for it. We're starting to bake. We're getting excited. And I feel like there hasn't been a lot of that this year. And I just think it's because of the nature of everything going on that it's it's even harder to get into that mode. It, <laughs> having to plan a wedding and everything else has definitely taken some of the investment of energy from that. So I'm hoping this week, once we're through tomorrow and like we're happy and we're doing our thing, I am hoping that we're going to find our groove for the holiday spirit because it's a little thin this year. Right, but we'll see. Um, I it's think it's the only thing that's thin this year. <laughs> I I think for us um, this week, one of the movies I want to watch this week is going to be Four Christmases because it's one of the ones that makes me laugh the hardest. So Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon, um, it's kind of off the beaten path a little bit. It's not a great movie. I love it. John Favreau's in it. Um, Tim McGraw plays one of his brothers who are both UFC trained UFC fighters. There's, there's good laughs in it. Um, I, I, <laughs> Vince Vaughn trying not to puke when a baby pukes on him is <laughs> that shit will always make me laugh no matter what. Uh, Dwight Yoakam's in it. It's got a real, there's, 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 there's a lot to like about that film. 
So if you guys are looking for something to watch this week, I'm not going to tell everyone to do it. Do find your zone, find your groove, go to your defaults, hit home alone, hit the Grinch, whatever you need to do. It hasn't been a good year for anybody. Um, but I think my wish for the new year is that, you know, we go into it with a little more optimism than we spent most of the past 12 months dealing with. Right. Yep. So outside of that, do you guys have a Christmas film you want to tell everyone to check out this week? Greg, I feel like your recommendation should be Krampus. (laughs) Watch a horror film for Christmas. (laughs) At least it'll give you something to do. But watch the original from Sweden with the subtitles. Oh, come on now. I don't want to read anything. (laughs) Okay, watch the new one with Francis McDormand. You'll be fine. (laughs) Um... I honestly, I, I I don't watch that many specific Christmas movies. Like I'll usually flip around a little bit till I find one. Yep. Uh, the only one for sure that I have like on my list that I do watch every year, and I do watch it every year generally as I'm wrapping gifts or um, possibly like on the 23rd. It's somewhere between the 23rd and the 25th. I will watch Die Hard. Oh. I thought yeah, I, I know it's cliched and I know it's cliched and blah, 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 blah. But damn it. I love that movie. I don't think it's cliche at all, man. I, I, I pity people who I don't like gatekeeping for anything. I especially don't like gatekeeping. If you're going to do it for some sort of holiday thing, when it's a time of year where people are just trying to find what makes them happy. If you're that kind of person, like reevaluate your priorities. Because that's that's a really shitty take. If you're that type of person, you're not a real holiday movie fan. Damn it! No, I don't. I really don't think they are. To be honest with you, and I'm not saying that to be a dick. But oh, wait a second—is that hypocritical? <laughs> it's no. I thought you were going with the year without Santa. What's that one called? The year without Santa Claus, dude. I know you've recommended it a couple times. That is not a good movie. Uh, I don't think I ever recommended The Year Without a Santa Claus. I I feel like you told me that you were watching it. No. I, uh, I, no I'm not lying, man. I got to... Oh, well, I can't because most of our conversations take place on Snapchat. And it doesn't matter. I can say whatever I want because he's not here to defend himself. Yes, he did. He did. 100% say he loves that film. That yeah, film sucks. It's never a movie. He told Richard, me. Of recent, like every so often, I've seen some of the Rankin and Bass cartoons come, or not cartoons, Christmas specials come on. Uh, Yeah. Dude, I don't remember a lick of any of these movies. (laughs) Like, I know that I watched A Year Without a Santa Claus a bunch of times as a kid. I do not remember a lick of it. Um, my mom turned on Santa Claus is Coming to Town the other day, which the weird Nazi villains... (laughs) <laughs> and I was just like, "What the hell is this?" It it was it was just it was such an odd like movie to see. Um, and as as long as we're t- t- uh, touching on like odd movies or things, um, one of the things I did want to touch on also just very quickly, and I know we're wrapping up here, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but damn it, my microphone wasn't working. <laughs> Um, my, my daughter, 
Uh, she is in online school this year. And she has been getting vocabulary words. Uh, and it's very interesting because I remember the vocabulary words that I used to get. I used to like vocabulary because it would teach me new things, right? Like it would teach me like new words to use. Um, and this week, uh, grieving and hearse were two of her vocabulary words. Before Christmas. That's, and I'm like, that's a choice. Oh, great. And then I, and I noticed those as we were going through the week, because vocabulary is one of the few things that she can kind of do an online session leading herself through, like she doesn't need daddy sitting next to her. Okay. So we got to the, uh, the weekly wrap up test. And that's when the final word came up and I listened to it as they read off the description after a bad loss, the soccer fans went out and in the city. The answer was riot. <laughs> riot was one of her vocabulary words. For a second grader. That's sports, sportists. And that was that was only the second oddest thing I saw this week because I sat down and watched Santa Claus is Coming to Town with the weird Nazi villains. That's okay. I would like a conversation with the teachers, but that's just me. Right. Yeah, it's I mean, it's uh, online school, like it's all set curriculum. So they don't really get a whole lot of say in it. But it, it was definitely there was definitely a moment where I was just like. Can you have them play that back, sweetie? I want to hear the audio clue on that again. <laughs> and she, I, are we teaching kids about riots? See, now I'm starting to think that liberal agenda thing might be legit. I don't know, man. Well, that's sounding kind of. It was just funny because, like, I I heard it and I was like, okay, she's played it twice, sweetie. Can you read off the options for me? <laughs> and she read it off, and, and, and option B was riot. And I'm like, there's no way. I, I actually, I, I shot video of it on my phone just to make sure I wasn't crazy. I was like, this is, this is, this is, a, this is crazy. That can't be a real thing. I can't believe they actually would set it up that way. 100%. And she got the question right. So it was definitely riot. Just get the marks. Just get the marks, man. Get the marks, get the marks, get the marks. Nobody else cares. And I don't mean wrestling fans. Just get the marks. <laughs> um, so just before your microphone decided to die because your internet sucks, which is keeping in our fine tradition of this podcast, I just wanted to let you guys know, um, you know, I, I, I do hope because I don't think we'll be doing a podcast before Christmas is done. Um, I do hope you guys find some peace and some joy in the season. I hope at some point in the next week, you get a chance to just kind of relax and reflect. And then uh, I'm looking forward to coming back, doing a year interview and maybe touching on what some of the cool things are coming out for TV and film in the new year. So it's, I think our first show back, we're going to get to talk Wonder Woman 84. Yes. And then our second episode, we're going to get to talk a little bit of WandaVision, which is awesome. And then we get to really set the slate for 2021 because there is a shitload of stuff dropping. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you guys eat too much, sleep too little, try not to be hungover, avoid 
high sugar stuff. And if you're going to have sugar, just <laughs> don't set a limit because if you're going to do it, go hard. Go big or go home, boys. That's that's the theme of the season. <laughs> well, if anyone needs me, I'm going to be mainlining Sour Patch Kid sugar. Oh, why? You said go big or go home. Sugar cookies, man. What's the matter with you? Sour Patch Kids you get any time of year. Sugar cookies. Sugar cookies. Actually, my daughter's getting ready to go over to her mamma's house to make um, peanut blossoms. Peanut blossoms, uh, you t- you make a peanut butter cookie uh, dough. You roll it into a ball. You roll that ball in sugar. And then you bake that ball. It bakes down just a bit. And then right as it comes out of the oven, you put a Hershey Kiss on top. I love those things. Is there, is there sugar in syrup? Then yes. <laughs> and if you've never had a peanut blossom, seriously, you need to go out and make some peanut blossoms. Um, send me the recipe for that again, because I've never heard of it. Do the thing. Have a good week, everybody.